All right, so we're talking all things relationship, and Brian, I want to start with you. The question is, how do I know if my relationship is toxic? Could you mm-hmm. define what a toxic relationship is? Mm-hmm. I want to start by saying I think sometimes this term can be overused, and so I feel like I hold this term very gently and cautiously, That's but true. it's actually a very true term all in the same thing. Um, And so I would define a toxic relationship as one that no matter what you do to get close to that person, it ends up negatively impacting you and bringing chaos. And it's not usually just you. It's you kind of watch it happen in all of their story and all different parts of their lives. And so sometimes I think it's easiest to think about it. Like if you just imagine a toxic substance, it's radiating out Mm. the chaos and the, the discouragement and how it's taking things down all around it. And I think that's the same thing in a toxic relationship. It's just bringing chaos and it is hurting everything. No matter what you try to do with it, it just, nothing can grow there. It's just all ugly. Yeah, and I think people have the ability to notice toxic relationships when they're not intimately connected or in like a relationship. Like everybody can think of Mm. the person in your life where the closer you get radiation, it's a, it radiates. So mm-hmm. let, let's start identifying. Right, you don't even have to be super mm. close to it in order for it to affect yeah. you. You He's, can still see it in other people's stories right? when they're telling you a story about that person or whatever yeah. it looks like. Yeah. Or you have a friend and you're like, that person in your life? Like right. ev- everything's just kind of chaos. Yeah. And it starts usually small. Mm-hmm. And then the closer you get. And usually it's, it's that feeling of, hmm. That doesn't sound right, right? Yeah, yeah seriously. All right. Yeah, or the interaction yeah. of every time you interact with them, you like feel awful yes. afterwards. Mm-hmm. You're like, you this walk was away. Not, yes. You're not being built up. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, it's like just, you're being torn down, and or like that, like dripping. Mm-hmm. It's like it's yeah, rusting you out very slowly or mm-hmm. quickly. It's those feelings. Yeah, those are great analogies. All right, so let's give some really specific examples. You might be in a toxic relationship. If so, <laughs> what are some things? So the most obvious forms are obviously going to be like physical abuse. Verbal Mm -hmm. abuse, Mm -hmm. Um, anything where you know, uh, that is so easy to see. But like you said, sometimes Mm -hmm. when you're in a romantic relationship, or you discover it later on, you're like, actually, everything they say just puts me down. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're always putting me down. Mm -hmm. And there is that verbal abuse that you maybe see later on. But if somebody else around Mm -hmm. you can point that out, that's a gift. And obviously, Mm -hmm. physical abuse is just... Really obvious, anytime you use your body, you know, to mm-hmm. intimidate or to hurt somebody, to do what you mm-hmm. want, or they're angry at you is just not okay. And that's very toxic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's a, a great analogy. If you had a child, would you want your child to experience mm-hmm. from oh, yeah. this person what you're going through? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you got to get out of something until you can see it clearly. Because when you're in a romantic relationship, nothing's clear. Mm-hmm. You need people outside to tell you what is abuse and what's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I shouldn't, I should also remember just like sexual abuse is yeah. another really mm-hmm. big one. Okay. Mm-hmm. If they're constantly pushing you and you're mm-hmm. saying no, right. that's a huge red flag. Yeah. And then what else? And we're going to talk about that more, I think, in an upcoming episode, yeah. right? Like what that abuse can look like. But yeah. that is a huge part of what a toxic relationship looks like because they're just squishing you. They're just yeah. against you. Why do we want to be with someone who's against us? Yeah. And so I think another thing would be gossip, the way that they talk about you even to you, mm. the way they talk about, mm. which is that, I think that verbal abuse too, but it's the way they talk about you to you, the way they talk about other people to you, the mm. way that they talk about other people just in conversation. You begin to see that they just twist the stories. Mm. They twist the perceptions. They don't have the benefit of the doubt. Everything just creates a world where people are against them. And that gossip, that heart of just cutting people down with their Mm. words is just a consistent way that they have a worldview, basically, in how they see the world. Yeah, most people are not familiar that 
there, gossip is so normal. We see it on TV and magazines, mm-hmm. but gossip is inherently toxic. It ruins yeah. everything it touches. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between you and me are processing something mm-hmm. and actually the like putting someone down by speaking decreases and someone's squishing. value. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, decreasing value. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Deconstructing their yeah. whole value yeah. as a person mm-hmm. or who they are. Yeah. What else? What are some of our indicators? So another thing would probably just be really, really pessimistic. Mm-hmm. I, I had a friend in high school that I remember every We've day. We've all got a friend <laughs> every day, who's pessimistic. So, so easy like, to come see, on. Right? With their friends, you're yeah. like, every time I'm by you, it's a yeah. bad day. Yeah. Every time something somebody did something to you or yes. it was an unfortunate event day yeah. after day, let many snicket a series right. of unfortunate events. Yeah. Yeah, like this is my yes. life, and yeah. it really you do pull away being like, oh, yep. well, yeah. not feeling so yeah. great because right. you can't even encourage them to the no. point you Absolutely. can't show them the silver lining. You no. can't get them to a you good place no to be thankful. Yes, yeah. they just are determined to be unhappy. Yeah. Negative Nancys, lemony snickets. There are all these like really interesting words. <laughs> right. Well, it's for like why we, our culture creates language, right? Yeah. So that you're yeah. like, oh yeah, this is how you can connect to know right. what you're talking about. <laughs> Negative Nancy. That's yeah. awesome. I, I think another one is um, <laughs> like they're narcissistic, right? Mm. And so that is a very um, cultural term right now too, right? And it's been in the mental health field for a long time. But what we're saying in that is whether you're diagnosably so or you just have these tendencies is that you're very unempathetic. Mm. You know, like you sub your toe and they're like, why are you making that face? Right? Like it's like, mm. well, you don't even care. You have pain. Right? right. Yeah. Like yeah. So like pain or discomfort or sadness, all of these things are not connected to or... Sometimes narcissism shows up that I know if I perform well by caring for your pain, that will bring me what I want in this relationship, right? And you'll actually care for me more. And so I'm only caring for you in order to get things back. And it's a game I know I can play in order to get that back. And so that narcissism shows up in either that disconnection or that overly like romantic connection that when it doesn't when I don't get what I was looking for in return, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, peace out. No, you're, I'm done with yeah. you, right? Is it fair to say narcissists just play games? Like you oh, feel like you're in the middle of a games. game and they're always yes. winning and you're yeah. always mm-hmm. losing. And they are always Or the only way you can win is if they the win. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. yeah, that's good. And All that's, right. Yeah. That's exhausting. You know you're in a toxic relationship if... If they are jealous mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I would say jealous of your time is even an indicator. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you Which can... Which we all love to be around a right? person, It's but, another yeah. weekend yep. and you are not hanging out with me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? You know, like, yeah. and they get really upset and they're really angry. Right. They don't allow you to go into other spaces of your life and yeah. spend time with other people and invest mm-hmm. in those relationships. It's like, mm-hmm. this is our only relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. It's all and, about me. Yep. And and I th- would just say, like, another part of jealousy would be, you know, never being happy for that person. Yes. Whenever they're talking about accomplishments, it's yes. like, but did you hear what I did? Mm-hmm. But did you know that I did this? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're not really talking about you anymore right. because I don't want to feel, you know, right. they're jealous. Right. They're jealous. And it's like taking the spotlight from you. And so the spotlight should be like something that's reciprocated, like back and forth. Back right. Back and forth. And they're like, right. you let them yeah. have your moment. <laughs> yeah. This person does not let you yeah. have your moment. Yeah. Like when you really love someone and they're in the spotlight, you're like, oh. Yeah. Biblical or something. Yeah, yeah. Yes, something yes. like that. Yep. Why are you mourning with my rejoicing? Right. <laughs> yeah. No, that is. That's yeah. such a good thing. You're like, hey, mm. this yeah. is opposite. Mm. Okay. Mm. All right, you know you're in a toxic relationship if? Um, they are constantly the victim of the story. I think we've kind of covered this in some of our examples so far, mm-hmm. but you see this again and again. If 
anything that gets near to them, they are just the victim. They cannot be an overcomer. We are created to be overcomers. And so, and that is something that we see again and again in the New Testament is that, you know, why do we have trials so that we can mm -hmm. persevere? Why does this happen so that we can show the gospel? Why does this happen so that we can draw near to God? Mm -hmm. And so this toxic relationship is a person and a relationship often where that is not at their heart at all. Yeah. Everything is just that they're the victim. And, and so any story either. is turned, I mean, right? Yeah. And so and I think that goes into kind of another point too, where sometimes it's called gaslighting, but I'm very sensitive to that term too, but it's this concept where you try to tell them something about that's hurting you and they give it back to you. Yeah. Or you try to tell them something about how this is going and you're not even necessarily putting blame, but blame always has to be part of the story and yeah. they always have to be like a hot potato. They are not gonna hold it. So yeah. either you're gonna hold it or the Joe Schmo who's not there is gonna hold yeah. it, but they can't own the potato, right? Yeah. And be like, you know what? I'm so sorry for hurting yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's just a constant yeah. like victim mentality and they cannot own anything. They have to make you feel like you're the broken person and yeah. you have to do all the fixing. So I'm confident that anybody who is in a dating relationship or engaged is probably hearing these things and they are seeing some of these things in themselves and in oh, their partner. Sure. Yep. So there's a difference between everybody struggles with gossip, mm -hmm. pessimism, narcissism to a degree, to a degree right? Oh, yeah, we're all uh, Jealousy, yeah. victim, lack of ownership. Like th these are all part of the human nature, but there's a difference when these things are persistent trends or right. they are like, like they might only have one or two of these, but it might be all the time. Right. And when you see these as controlling mechanisms in somebody, they are going to just infect you. And they can't respond to it, right? So like when yep. you point these out, they're not like, oh my goodness, yeah. tell me more about what that yeah. was like for and you. And marriage doesn't make it better. Last time I, I checked, like, <laughs> I was just gonna say, and so like, when you said yeah. romantic relationships, yeah. some you might be seeing these for the first time in yourself. Yeah. You might be seeing these for the first time in that person, because let yep. me tell you, I, I feel like I was at a different level of holiness before I met you, right? <laughs> yeah, like, because right. I was like, because this brings just out- just better. That's all, right. yeah, that's, that's, yes, and so it brings out all of these things inside of your heart that you're like, I can, I can manage this with my relationships with other people, right? Because mm -hmm. whether I was trying to or not, I could have a system. And when you get married to someone, it just yeah. cracks open a different level of intimacy sure does, than yeah. you ever had before. So it makes sense that you haven't seen some of these parts of your heart because yeah. you weren't able to see them in a different kind of friendship or a different kind of relationship before. And so I do think that that's important to be able to know mm -hmm. is that you're going to see things you haven't seen before deal with them, grow yeah. in them, overcome them, invite the gospel to come into these places. That shouldn't be like mm. scary, but it yeah. should be like, okay, but it is that constant, constant thing. That's how we know something is toxic. Yeah, you might you might be listening to this and think, oh no, I actually have to go back to my boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, fiance, maybe even my spouse, I'm listening to this, I'm married and apologize mm. because these are relationship killers. These are soul yeah. suckers. Mm -hmm. These leave you empty as the partner of this person. And so I think that's, that's huge. But all right, question, how do I get out? I'm in this relationship. I realize that it's not gonna get better. Uh, mm -hmm. There's like, these are big issues. Any one of these that's pervasive, they're big. Counsel somebody who's in this, deep in their gut, they know they gotta get out. What do you tell them? Well, I would say the point before you get there mm -hmm. is to make sure that you have done some self-reflection yeah. and have just really gone to the Lord with maybe your own toxicities mm -hmm. that you're bringing to the table. Yeah. Um, once you can label those, see those, yes. you know, 
go get a counselor, yeah. get help. Mm -hmm. And then when you come with your 50% of like, mm -hmm. I'm in a better yeah. place, mm -hmm. if it's still just not going anywhere, which mm -hmm. is a lot of toxic relationships, right. is that you cannot move forward yep. even with all of what you have mm -hmm. done and your work and what you brought to the table, mm -hmm. you don't get to move forward. Mm -hmm. But after that point, what would you say, Brianne? So I'd say at that point, I think you're exactly right, is that we try to make a clean cut. Mm -hmm. And that is so much easier said than done, yep. but it does not change what has to happen. Yeah. And so when we get to that point, like you said, we've reflected, we've tried to grow. We were talking earlier off mm -hmm. camera that lots of times it, in a healthy relationship, it takes one person changing one thing in order for the whole dynamic of the relationship to change. Mm -hmm. But in a toxic relationship, like you said, no matter what you change, yeah. they're not changing, it doesn't affect them. Yep. And so you have to make a clean cut. And I think it's whether you're engaged, whether you are just dating, whether you're friends mm -hmm. with this person, and when you begin to identify this at whatever stage that is, you have to be able to use your voice and mm. be able to say, listen, something is very hurting here. Something is very broken here, and I can't be the answer to that. So I am going to make a clean cut, and I'm going to surrender you over to Jesus. I don't need to be your fixer. I don't mm. need to be a part of the solution. Yeah. I have to go figure out how this is kind of like poured over into my story and mm. figure out how to heal that. Yeah, the people... I'm, I'm, this is not an absolute statement, but many people find themselves in toxic relationships, repeatedly find themselves yes. in toxic relationships. There mm, are certain true. kinds of, of people that are more likely to be there. And what I find is that they really want to be Jesus to this person or to mm -hmm. be the Holy Spirit. Like I can fix them. They often have very high compassion, high empathy, yeah. and strong sense of loyalty mm -hmm. and to the point where they lose themselves and their soul and their heart and their joy and they get sucked dry while this person gets enabled in their toxicity. Mm -hmm. Now like, okay, one of the hardest, hardest relationships to leave is when you're engaged. Yeah. So mm -hmm. counsel somebody who's engaged and they realize they're in a toxic relationship. They realize like I've done everything I can to change but this person isn't. They have a fundamental core issue that is gonna bleed me dry. Um, what do you say to this man or this woman who's engaged? I mean, commitments are made. Money's been spent. There's a date on the calendar. Right. I think anybody that is actually married knows the significance of once you are engaged to being married and how difficult yeah. it is to actually get a divorce. Also, if you're under, you know, just the biblical understanding of marriage, you're not going to probably get out easy yeah. of a toxic relationship. You are yep. going to Once work you are married, this right. thing is, is, every day is, yeah. to love that person as well as, yeah. as you can. So I, I would just say, yes, it yeah. is. It seems really hard, but engagement yeah. is not, it's not the final straw. Yep. You can still cut ties. It will be mm -hmm. really painful. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be easy at all. You might mm -hmm. have to, yeah. you know, get your money back from whatever rental that you thought you guys were going to live in. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. But it is it is yeah. doable. We we have done a lot of premarital counseling, and there are a handful of circumstances where we just want to say run. In fact, mm -hmm. there's one circumstance we sat and we said run. You mm -hmm. have to leave. You have mm -hmm. to get out. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's almost it feels impossible from it the does. counseling side to allow them to see the light because by this time, even if they're Christians, they're sexually bound to each other. Yeah. Even if they haven't actually had sex, they've done enough together that they're they're just like connected in a way that feels impossible to break yeah. it apart. They have yeah. money and expectations and their dreams. And, yeah. and I'm, we, we just looked at people and said, for the next 70 years of your life, for the love of God, protect mm -hmm. yes. it. I know you'll right. have six months of excruciating pain. Yep. Protect yourself if you if you see this. Yeah. La last question. Um, Brian, you and I have been in this circumstance where we've counseled people and they're in a toxic relationship and the toxic person won't leave. They won't let them get out of their life. Mm -hmm. Give that person advice. You ask for help. Yep. 
And so whatever authority structure you have in your life, whether that's someone in your family, someone at your church, the police, like I feel like you can just go up and up and up. But there is many different circumstances where you are not strong enough to do it on your own. Even if you are strong enough to do it on your own, they're not going to let you. Mm. And so it is a matter of being like, okay, no, I'm actually going to involve my community in order to break away from you. And I think that can be actually, we we have seen it done before. And I think that in and of itself is extremely healing activity for the people to come alongside you and be like, yeah, they're not okay. We are all validating that this person is not okay. Yeah. That was awesome. Thank you, ladies. You guys are awesome. I just love hearing you process all this stuff.